Today's Mass is the Confirmation Mass, celebrated on April 26th at 7 p.m. with Bishop Johnson. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. And that is His nature. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. So on behalf of the Holy Spirit and St. Edward Parishes, um, I feel honored to welcome Bishop Johnson to the confirmation celebration today. Uh, we thank him for um, his shepherdship. And uh, today he is going to impart the Holy Spirit upon our children. I would want to also take this opportunity to thank our catechists, uh, sponsors, and all the parents who have helped to prepare these children until this time. After the end of the Mass, after the Mass, we will have reception downstairs. There will be no announcements after Mass. So remember, there will be reception downstairs. The newly confirmed will come back here to take pictures. But don't worry, the food will be blessed by the celebration that is going on upstairs. So you can go right after the Mass downstairs to start the, to continue with the fellowship. Thank you, and let's get ready for Mass. Please turn to number 549 in the Breaking Bread book, All Creatures of Our God and King. to be with you this evening. This is the final night of religious education, I understand, but that formation of the one who continues to mold us after the image of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has this community pegged easily to come here and befriended in so many ways. And so as we celebrate the sacrament of confirmation, 
for these cherished young people who are gifts to not only their family, to this parish, but to the diocese and the church universal. We are blessed indeed. And so we come together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. The life that Jesus brings us to pass over from death to life, if we believe in his name, which indeed we do, or we would not be here this evening. We entered into that mystery and found the light of baptism shining upon us. As we enter into these saving mysteries, we recall all that grace of baptism so that we may remain faithful to the spirit we have received. Almighty, ever-living God, who willed that through water the fountain of life and the source of purification, even souls should be cleansed and receive the gift of eternal life. Be pleased, we pray, to bless this water by which we seek protection on your day, O Lord. Renew the living spring of your grace within us and grant that by this water we may be defended from all ills of spirit and body and so approach you with hearts made clean and worthily receive your salvation through Christ our Lord. Almighty God, cleanse us of our sins, and through the celebration of this Eucharist, make us worthy to share at the table of his kingdom through Christ our Lord.
Let us pray that St. Edward Parish Afton and Holy Spirit Parish Creston may flourish in the life of the Spirit. Grant, we pray, almighty and merciful God, that the Holy Spirit, coming near and dwelling graciously within us, may make of us a perfect temple of his glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. There broke out a severe persecution of the church in Jerusalem, and all were scattered throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made a loud lament over him. Saul, meanwhile, was trying to destroy the church. Entering house after house and dragging out men and women, he handed them over for imprisonment. Now those who had been scattered went out preaching the word. Thus Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the, the Christ to him. With one accord, the crowds paid attention to what was said by Philip. When they heard it and saw the signs he was doing, for unclean spirits crying out, loud and, out in a loud voice came out of many possessed people, and many paralyzed and crippled people were, were cured. There was great joy in that city. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. But I told you that although you have seen me, you do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me, because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. The Gospel of the Lord. Bishop Johnson, I would like to present to you your, our candidates for confirmation. They have studied hard, attended retreats, made themselves visible in the community doing service. I believe they all have grown in their faith and strengthened their bond with Jesus and are ready to receive the Holy Spirit through confirmation. Ava Adamson, Spencer Brown, Olivia Burwell, Vincent Eblen, Tristan Evans, Jersey Foote, Trevor Fry, Andrew Johnson, Omar Lare, Aubrey Moore, Ray Chanturo, Martina Schultes, Taylor Smith, Aiden Snodgrass, Maya Strunk, Parker Varner, and Sasha Wooster. These are our candidates. Barb, if you believe, I believe you as a woman of your word and trustworthy in every respect, along with Patrick, Father Patrick Amadeka, your pastor here as well. And so those who've accompanied them, sponsors and the family members, that you are indeed present. And I was privileged to have a few moments of conversation which only uh, deepen that sense. And so we affirm your presentation of yourselves before God's holy church to receive the Holy Spirit. We know that we receive from our Jewish ancestors the accounts of God's creation and of the covenant, the stories of the patriarchs and the prophets who foretold Christ's coming among us, and of course those marvelous psalms which we just sung, giving voice to our human misery, our reasons for joy, the mercy that God and the gratitude that we offer to God. But we also receive a few other stories that didn't make it into the canon of scripture, but can help us capture our imagination and maybe appreciate all the more our sacred purpose in coming here tonight for confirmation and to celebrate the Holy Eucharist. For it seems that there was a young man who wanted to learn the secret of happiness. He sought the counsel of a wise man who lived several days away. He made that trek there and came upon this spacious mansion bustling with activity. 
He was gaining entrance and there was a quite a line to make their way, but finally he got to the head of the line for an audience with the wise man who told him, well, I'm very busy right now, but please take a self-guided tour of my place and see all its splendors. Yet as you do so, I charge you to take this spoon upon which I'm putting two drops of oil. While you're walking, guard the oil, don't let it spill. So off the young man went, up and down staircases, various rooms, until a few hours later he returned, proud that the oil was still on the spoon. Did you see all the marvelous tapestries, the gardens with the fountain, the marble facades, the ancient manuscripts in the library? Well, the young man's face fell, for he had seen none of these things. So the wise man handed him back the spoon and said, Off you go. You must take in all the beauty that surrounds you. And so he did, again returning a couple hours later. But alas, the oil had dripped off the spoon. Aha, young man, I have taught you the secret of happiness. You must learn to see and experience all the goodness and beauty in the world, and yet still preserve the two drops of oil on the spoon. Young candidates, we're not going to be handing you spoons in a few short moments. For you yourselves and your soul body persons are the utensils that are to bear the sacred chrism by which you will be marked. Marked for a second time in the sealing of the sacrament of confirmation. We pray that that oil of baptism by which you were first anointed as little Christ, symbolized in our Easter candle and the font so nearby here, that that oil has not gone stale. As Pope Francis cautioned priests in a recent homily, that there are not dying flies that have gotten into your oil by which you were anointed that baptism, spoiling its sweetness. Yuck. I hope that image doesn't stay with you the rest of the homily. But rather, as separate drops of oil, the same oil, do not remain separate like oil and water do, but merge seamlessly as one. We pray that after you reach the head of the line and are confirmed, and it's a sure thing that I'm not the wise man from whom you're seeking the secret of happiness. That place belongs to Jesus himself in concert with his Father and the we of their Holy Spirit. That then you'll be sent by God on your way to give witness, taking in all that God has set in store. Beauty, the wonders of the world, the biodiversity of nature, and the dignity of every human being. This dignity can't be diminished or erased, even if many persons bear some of the bruises and the creases that suffering may have etched into their bodies and their souls. We hope you engage both the beautiful and the bruise in a reverent way and not spill the storehouse of gifts that God is pouring into your lives before and evermore this evening. The drops of oil by which you are anointed are a gift from the Heavenly Father and from Holy Mother Church. In the early Jerusalem catechesis we read, Christ's anointing was not by human hands, nor was it with ordinary oil. It was the Holy Spirit, who's called the oil of gladness because he's the source of spiritual joy. We too have been anointed with oil. We've entered into friendship with Christ and received a share in his life. While on your foreheads you will be anointed with oil, and it's amazing how much oil we can get with our thumbs without using a cotton ball even. Your body anointed with oil that sanctifies you by that holy and life-giving spirit. Jesus' passion and death, 
is that prelude to the mystery of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit by which we are reborn and come to the fullness of life. This is the message that is proclaimed. We give it a technical term. We call it the heart of the kerygma. But it's that good news that ultimately the fire of the Spirit leads us to believe in Jesus Christ, who by his death and resurrection reveals and communicates the Father's infinite mercy. By that Spirit dwelling in you, the anointings with sacred chrism, in baptism and confirmation, you become agents capable of true worship and bold witness and a wisdom beyond anything this world can supply. What seems to be a disaster in our first reading from Acts, the persecution of the early Jerusalem church with believers scattered in every direction, turns out to be an event that God uses to spread the message of Jesus. Those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. This includes Philip, who speaks to the Samaritans in a way that gets their attention. Now, if you were listening closely to the readings, did you hear any mention of the Holy Spirit? I didn't, and that's okay tonight. But we see clear evidence through Philip's words and deeds that he possesses the Holy Spirit. For the evil spirits who are mentioned are no match for him. He himself becomes a sign that Jesus has been raised. Jesus lives. He heals. He brings peace and joy through those who believe and act in cooperation with the Holy Spirit God has given them. Certainly, candidates, through this personal Pentecost, you will soon experience. You're equipped by the Spirit to speak in a way that opens others' hearts and minds, maybe leavened with a little bit of humor, which always helps. You claim the ability to foster a culture where God's gifts flow back and forth with generous spirit. For St. Thomas Aquinas maintains, the worship of God consists either in receiving divine gifts or bestowing them on others, like you did perhaps in the service that you did to render into the community. But either way, receiving or bestowing, the power, the spiritual power is needed, the power that is the Holy Spirit so that you too in your very person can become a sign that Jesus saves us from ultimate evil. This isn't going to be easy. It isn't easy now. There will be moments when our faith is sifted by the cruel sarcasm or indifference or the peer pressure of others to simply duck and go with the flow rather than to remain true to Jesus. The evil spirits are not stupid. They like to keep a low profile and make us think that living our faith is a big joke that nothing really matters. But this is a sick lie, and the Holy Spirit in you is strong, loving, and wise enough to know better. As we look to Jesus for counsel and courage, rather than getting caught up in our own little self-referential bubble, we listen and hear him speaking beautiful words that touch the depths of our souls. Peace be with you. Neither do I condemn you. Your sins are forgiven. And tonight, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus' words and action are one. His beautiful actions of healing sets free from infirmity and fear. And he loves to hang out at the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, just as he wants to accompany you as a friend. And finally, even in those agonizing moments on the cross, 
He didn't get buried in himself. He looked to heaven and saw the beautiful beauty that awaited him, the beauty that awaits us if we're faithful. You spoke of wanting to become more mature Christians. The Spirit helps us trust as mature Christians do so that we are able to share our most prized possession, ourselves. For we belong more to him and his body than we do as isolated individuals. If we can abide in the spirit supplied in the spirit, the spoon of ourselves, we become more humble in our dealing with others. Our focus is more on them, reflecting back to them their goodness and beauty. We're inclined to give someone the plus sign, which isn't just a big thumbs up, but as St. Ignatius of Loyola in his spiritual exercises reflects, he counsels persons to give the most positive interpretation possible to another person's gestures, words, and deeds. This is not a matter of calling evil good as Satan the father of lies does, nor is it a case of dishonesty by complimenting others when they really don't merit it. But it's a recognition that every one of our words and acts are open to a wide range of interpretation, depending not so much on what the other person has said and done, but on our interior attitude by which we observe and judge. When we let the Holy Spirit be the pilot guiding our awareness and responses to others, Pope Francis describes the change that takes place. Once that happens, everything turns around, even our disappointments and bitter experiences. And yes, our sins, which you have been so graced to have them absolved as a part of your preparation. We don't then, in a sweated way, trying to find happiness by controlling every detail. We simply give ourselves over to the Lord. Jesus doesn't want our relationship with him to resemble that impersonal, often manipulative connection that exists between an online influencer and his or her followers. He doesn't want us to feel constantly scattered, anxiously going in different directions, but allows and wills that that spirit draw us by peace and the purpose we sense within. In the mystery of your unfolding lives, may you let the spirit guide and direct you leading wherever he wills. For like two drops of oil becoming one, God's will and our will are not at odds. They are to mingle gracefully so that you can discern your vocation as disciples of Jesus, perhaps as a parent who may stay at home or have outside employment, as a farmer, a nurse, a peace officer, an engineer or IT guy or gal, a construction or social worker, and yes, even as a politician, because Lord knows we need some good Catholic politicians these days. And for some of us, surprisingly, and with God's great sense of humor, perhaps even to be called to become a priest or a religious sister or brother. In the midst of this great adventure, may you continue to discover that there's more beauty in the world and in yourselves than you previously appreciated. Each of you is unique, and the Holy Spirit is that artist of diversity, as the chrism then will refract the light of baptism and confirmation, so that your faces become ever more joyful and serene. Jesus seeks your face and transforms you into ever more beautiful images of himself, just as he transforms the bread and wine at Mass into the Eucharist, intensifying his presence among us. He seeks your face, candidates, 
just as he seeks the face of every woman and man here present and those watching on the live stream with us. He wants you to sow seeds of spirit in every encounter that fills your day so that you can form connections that endure with authentic friendship in the spirit. You're not awkward spoon holders, candidates. You bear the graces received in the drops of chrism, accompanied by many here present, by the patron saint whose name you will adopt today, and others who've gone before you in faith, who are beaming from heaven and basking in the light of what you are about to do, that their faith has been shared and passed on. Talk about a recipe for happiness, or better, beatitude, offered by our beautiful Savior Jesus and the Holy Spirit, our advocate. May that spirit flow through you into the lives of all who are not scattered, but gathered into Christ's body through you, not like flies to honey, but like hummingbirds to morning glories. I invite now the candidates only to please stand. At some moment earlier in your life, probably when you were a much smaller package, somebody presented you here to the waters of baptism and lent their voice when you could cry and coo, but not express much more of your needs. Now I invite you, if it is true, to profess your own living and real faith by responding, I do, to these questions I pose to you. And so I ask you, do you reject Satan and all his empty works and promises that we can be happy without God? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, conceived of the Spirit through Mary, suffered, died, raised up, and seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who this evening through the sacrament of confirmation is given to you in a special way, just as he was given to the apostles on the day of Pentecost? Do you believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith, the faith of the church, which we are proud to profess through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And now I invite everyone here present to please stand. Friends, I invite you in your hearts to pray to God, the Almighty Father, for these, his adopted daughters and sons, already born to eternal life in baptism, that he will now graciously pour out the Holy Spirit upon them, confirming them with his abundant gifts and conforming them more fully to Christ, the Son of God, as Father Patrick and I extend our hands. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who brought these, your servants, to new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, freeing them from sin, send upon them, O Lord, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, Give them the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and fortitude, the spirit of knowledge and piety. Fill them with the spirit of the fear of the Lord, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. We're not mere spectators, but witnesses of what God has just done in their lives. They smell pretty good now with that chrism, so they are a fragrant offering. We praise God for what God has just done. Spirit soon sends us out again. We first are moved to prayer. So we rise now and flex that 
get baptismal gift of priesthood in offering these intercessions for the needs of the world, the church, this community, and our own families. For our church, may it always be a place of mercy and hope, where everyone is welcomed, loved, and forgiven. We pray to the Lord. Lord, that the Holy Spirit will guide the leaders of all nations, filling them with sound judgment, vision, the wisdom of God, and true desire to bring out authentic justice and peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the sacredness of family life, that God will give parents the grace to create a healthy and stable home, enriched with an environment of faith. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the sick, the poor, those facing difficult challenges, the mentally ill, and those who are, who are on the verge of despair, that God will fill them with new life. We pray to the Lord. Lord For those receiving the sacrament of confirmation this day, that the grace of the sacrament will help shape their Christian values and help them make good decisions for their lives. We pray to the Lord. Lord For our parish family, that we will listen to God's word, draw life from the Eucharist, and celebrate our oneness with all, of, with all who follow the Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord O God, who gave the Holy Spirit to your apostles and willed that through them and their successors the same Spirit be handed on to the rest of the faithful, listen favorably to these prayers. Grant that your divine grace, which is at work when the gospel was first proclaimed, may now spread through the hearts of those who believe in you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please join in singing number 383, Servant Song.
pray, friends, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive in your mercy, O Lord, the prayers of your servants, and grant that being conformed more perfectly to your Son, they may grow steadily in bearing witness to him as they share in the memorial of his redemption, by which he gained for us your Holy Spirit, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. Ascending above all the heavens and sitting at your right hand, he poured out the promised Holy Spirit on your adopted children. Therefore now and for ages and ending, with all the hosts of angels, we sing to you with all our hearts, crying out as we acclaim... Indeed, holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. 
Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. reservoir of spirit within us we are fueled in our prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Seal the bond among us by sharing Christ's peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. I don't say a word, but I 
please join in our first communion song, number 338, Spirit and Grace. Let us pray. Accompany with your blessing from this day forward, O Lord, those who have been anointed with the Holy Spirit and nourished by the sacrament of your Son, so that with all trials overcome, they may gladden your church by their holiness and through their works and their charity, 
foster growth in the world through Christ our Lord. Amen. Again, it's a great privilege to be with you, and I remarked at one point in the liturgy to Father Patrick, that same Mount St. Malachi spirit, you, you, you folks really sing, you can really tell that's infused here. So the spirit is flowing in a beautiful way, no longer candidates, but fully confirmed and initiated. Don't rub the sacred chrism off, rub it in, rub it in, and then may it impress all you do in your life. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Let's go forth in song number 586, They'll Know We Are Christians. We are one in the spirit. 